happy Friday, Hope College. Woo! Amen. Um, thank you so much, worship team. My gosh, what a good Friday. Hey, I know that there are some folks visiting us today, and if that's you, We are just so grateful that you're checking out Hope College, and we pray for you. We pray for you as you head out and discern your life after, after college. So thanks for being with us. You, discern your life after high school. Um, but thank you so much for being with us. I said a couple of weeks ago that of my favorite, of all my favorite chapels, is Senior Witness. Today is Senior Witness, um, and we have the one, the only, Emmy Sandstedt. Emmy is from a place near Chicago that I can't say. Lake Zurich. Lake Zurich, Chicago. Keep forgetting that. She is a theater major and an English major, and she's heading back to Chicago, hopefully to um, break into the theater world once she leaves here. Psalm 107 says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. So Emmy, tell your story, girl. All right. Good morning, Hope College. <laughs> Thank you for responding. It's really nice of you. <laughs> It's a privilege to get to be on the stage and speak to you about how God has worked in my life here at Hope. I grew up in a Christian home with parents, grandparents, and friends committed to showing me the love of Christ. Personally, I can't remember a time before Jesus was in my life, and I'm so grateful that I've been able to have a relationship with him at such an early age. However, I don't have a moment in my life that I can point to where I can say, God radically changed me that day and I'll never be the same. And this is frustrating to me. I'm a theater major. It's my job to be a good storyteller, to tell good stories. Yet, the story of my senior witness is not one of God appearing before me as a burning bush or sending an angel to tell me my life purpose, as cool as that would be. It's a story of God's constant, relentless presence in any and all circumstances. When I came to Hope as a freshman, I was so excited to see what God had in store for me. Just a few months prior, I had attended my sister's graduation from Wheaton College and watched as God transformed her into one of the strongest Christians I know. I was hoping that he would do the same for me at Hope. And at first, it seemed like God was. Within the first few weeks, I found myself sitting in chapel balcony every morning, reading the Bible and praying. I poured over my homework for my religion and atrocity course. And on October 2nd, 2016, I was baptized on this stage as I professed my faith publicly at the gathering. I was head over heels in love with God. Unfortunately, how I felt about myself was another story. 19-year-old Emmy did not particularly like herself. My journal entries from freshman year include long descriptions of the ugliness of my body, my countless shortcomings when it came to social interactions, and wishing I could be anyone else but myself. I looked at my friends around me and found myself asking God why I wasn't as talented, beautiful, or smart as them. I grew envious of the people I loved most and found myself daydreaming of a day where God would freaky Friday me into another person's body, never to be switched back again. For the most part, I could bury my thoughts of insecurity and inadequacy under the daily grind of homework, musical rehearsals, and adjusting to college life. That is until a boy entered the picture. Uh, the October rule had just passed, <laughs> and I was crushing hard on one of my new guy friends I had made. Unfortunately, this guy friend was crushing on my roommate instead. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so I admitted my feelings to him, got rejected, lost the friendship, and two months later, he became my roommate's boyfriend. Needless to say, I got hurt. And I hated myself for how much I let it hurt me. 
I didn't understand how one guy I had only known for a few months could cause me this much turmoil. He was, after all, just a guy. But if I'm honest, I knew the hurting wasn't about him. It was the painful realization that I had placed my entire self-worth in other people's opinions of me. I had let everyone around me dictate whether or not I thought myself to be someone worthy of love. And when I got rejected, I believed every horrible lie that I had ever told myself, and every lie the enemy whispered in my ear when I stood in front of a mirror and heard, look at you. Do you really think someone could love you looking like that? I knew despite what I thought about myself, God loved me, but that really didn't make me feel any better. God loved everyone. Isn't he obligated to? Because he created everyone? I think sometimes we treat God's love like a participation trophy. Everyone gets one, no matter what they do, no matter if they hit 20 home runs in a season or if they strike out at every at-bat. It feels cheap. It feels like pity. And deep down, I think the reason why we're so hesitant to fully accept God's love is because we don't think it's worth much if we can't earn it. We have grown so accustomed to hearing the words, if you want it, you have to work for it. That when something is offered to us that has absolutely nothing to do with what we've done, we think it's not worth having. But God's love is not the plastic trophy we got from our five-year-old baseball league that ends up in the trash 15 years later. God's love is the most overwhelmingly personal love we will ever receive. It is the love of a creator for his created. I think Psalm 139 puts it best. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is a light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. This scripture reminds me that I have a God who has been with me every single day of my life, knows every thought I've ever had, has seen every sin I've ever committed, and yet he loves me. He is with me in my highest highs and lowest lows. And the best part of this scripture is, it applies to everyone. God hides from none of us. Even when we struggle to feel his presence, in the moments where we feel alone and unseen, he sees us and he loves us. There is no one who can know you more intimately and love you more fully than God. Look around you. There is no one in this room who is more or less worthy than you are of receiving God's love. It has nothing to do with your race, gender, sexual orientation, your GPA, or how many Bible studies you go to. God's love is all accepting, and it cannot and will not ever be something you earn, but something you're given. I'd be lying if I said I learned this all in one day. I wish I could tell you I looked in the mirror and suddenly loved all of myself, but I didn't. It took the hindsight of three years of college to see what God was doing. And what he was doing took time. During freshman year, it took the junior and senior mentors in my life taking me off out to coffee at LJ's and speaking truth into me. It took me locking myself in a music room so I could be alone and cry out to God while curled up under the piano. It took joining Sigma Sigma and being surrounded by women who taught me what it looked like to be confident. It took my Bible study leaders pouring into me over and over again. It took my friends standing by me and encouraging me. It took an army of people who saw me as God sees me and wanted me to see the same. And slowly, I began to see the picture. No matter what I accomplished, God loved me. No matter what I looked like, 
He loved me. He created me and he called me good. He calls me daughter. And if the creator of the universe says we are lovable, who are we to disagree? As time passed, I found that I was comparing myself to others less and enjoy being myself more. By junior year, the opinions that I had measured my self-worth by meant little to nothing to me. Now, you might be wondering, what happened to the guy that dated my freshman year roommate? <laughs> well, uh, they ended their relationship sophomore year. That guy and I ended up rebuilding our friendship during junior year, and well, yesterday was our one-year anniversary. <laughs> My faith journey has not been a linear experience. <laughs> like everything, there are highs and there are lows. There are days, especially as a senior, when I start comparing my post-grad life with peers and wonder what God could possibly have in store for me. But God has always been faithful, and he always will be. And I think if I could go back in time and tell freshman year anything, it would be of his faithfulness. Actually, that's not a bad idea. January 31st, 2020. Dear freshman year me, today your senior yourself gave her senior witness at chapel. She talked a lot about you, who you were then, and how God has grown you into who she is now. I'm so sorry that you put your self-worth in other people, in your abilities, and in your body. And I know you wouldn't believe me if I told you this now, but you are so loved. You are so seen. And if God has proven anything to you in these past four years, he has proven to be faithful. Go in peace.